traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. This is Lydia Serrani. That's Fallout Boy. What you did in the dark, it always comes to the light. Yes, light them up, light them up. That's what we're going to do. We're going to light up the left with their nonsense, with the facts, because facts don't care about your feelings. And that's what we talk about here. They can get all emotional and upset. And this is, I'm, I can't believe this is happening. Oh, my God. What a social justice warrior that person was that leaked that abortion document. That's my AOC impersonation. It's that, that person should go to jail, disbarred, go to jail. How could you do that? How could you leak a Supreme Court justice? It was the one branch of government that we still thought was sacrosanct. That was, you know, uh, to I just can't believe this. I, it's like so shocking. When I first saw the article come out last night on Twitter by Politico, I said, this can't be real. Like, oh, my God, did this really happen that somebody leaked this? And then I said, no, this can't be a real draft. But. Sure enough, Chief, Chief Justice Roberts, he's launched an investigation. He affirmed that that, that uh, draft is legitimate. And here we are, an upside-down, turvy world where uh, kids have to wait until 18 to get a tattoo. But they can come to – they want to they wanna make New York State a sanctuary state for you to come and chop off your body parts and take hormonal treatments, and, and that's okay. But you got to be 18 to get a tattoo – because it's permanent, that's why you have to be an adult. But if you want to chop off your 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 wee wee, sure, go ahead. Because you know you you're you're gender dysphoric or something like that or whatever it's called. Trans, you're trans, which is like a new cool thing, by the way. That's like cool. I think like why why kids call themselves trans now or want to be part of the LGBTQ plus minus times ten community is that they're like they feel like they're ordinary. And they're like most of the time you it's like white kids, by the way. Have you noticed that? It's like white kids from kind of well to do families and they just kind of feel left out. They're like, Well, I'm not black and I can only apologize for so long for being white. So I wanna be part of some sort of minority community that has been mistreated and downtrodden and I can't be black and I can't be Hispanic, I can't be Asian or whatever, but gosh darn it, I can be trans or I can be lesbian or queer or non-binary, you know, all these things. And, 
You know, you got the celebrities that are all about this too, by the way. They're 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 all about it. Um, Demi Lovato, I gotta play this for you because she's she's a whack job. She needs help. I'm, I mean, I, I she's a very good singer, former Disney star. So she made this big to do that she was non-binary and and trans. Uh, Thirty one, if you got it for me, Kevin. Living in the fourth dimension means existing consciously in both time and space. But for me, it means having conversations that transcend the typical discourse. I want to take this moment to share something very personal with you. Over the past year, I've done some healing and self-reflective work. And through this work, I've had the revelation that I identify as non-binary. With that said, I'll officially be changing my pronouns to they, them. I feel that this best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression and allows me to feel most authentic and true to the person I both know I am and still am discovering. She's still discovering herself. She also cut her hair really short and gained a lot of weight. And she's been in and out of rehab. So now the reason I'm bringing her up is she made this whole big thing, they, them, I'm non-binary, I'm in this fourth dimension and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm no, I'm fluid and some days I'm a guy and some days I'm a they and I'm not. She just added now that you can call her a woman again. So this is what I'm talking about. These people are not well. And that's why when you're making these life-altering decisions, they should not be in the hands of children. And, uh, you know, that's those are the kind of issues we should be talking about. How about that D.C. elementary school that literally put out a homework assignment saying that kids have to list who's racist in their family? Critical race theory. How about the border that is going on? Uh, the crisis. We spoke to Julio Rosas before that. God only knows. We, we know of at least a 100,000 gotaways. Who how many terrorists among those 100,000 that we know of that got into the country secretly? Uh, are are terror are, you know we're are terrorists or sex traffickers or smuggling drugs and the fentanyl we keep hearing about all these kids that are overdosing on their first time using drugs taking a pill then we got pot trucks trucks literally like the dirty water dogs you know that you get in Times Square on the corner I wouldn't buy either I would say both are pretty dangerous but you know to each his own uh, they got them all lined up and I ju- I don't know if this is true or not maybe somebody can tell me you can give me a call I got some lines open 1-800-848-WABC this is the Greg Kelly show again I'm Lydia Serrani so those pot trucks they got the same vending license as the hot dog guy that's what we're dealing with here. And then the pot they're selling is like candy flavored. There's a reason why the pot is candy flavored. There's a reason why it's gummies. There's a reason why it, you know, they even made the vaping taste like bubble gum and all that stuff because they're appealing to kids. They want to hook them while they're early. And we were talking to Dr. Peter Mikolos on Cats at Night, his show at 5 o'clock. It's a fantastic show. You don't want to miss it. Not just because I'm on it, but I'm telling you, it's a great show. It's the who's who of what's going on, uh, of of leaders in the world and what's going on in the world, 5 o'clock, Cats at Night. Uh, Dr. Peter Mikolos said Duke University released a study, very impartial study, talking about how kids that use marijuana, they found fundamental changes in their DNA. DNA. That's like what this the drugs can do to kids, their DNA. And we're just like, we're profiting off of that? Think about it. Our politicians are making a couple of bucks. We're making money. We're building, what, tunnels and filling potholes off of the destruction of our youth, off of the destruction, the decimation uh, of brain cells, of futures, of lives. 
and and we're going to pay for it in the long run because we're going to have to build more jails because these kids are going to be hooked on drugs because it's a gateway drug. Now, if you're an adult and you're using pot, there's a difference because you probably are able to have some sort of moderation. But you think a 12 or 14 year old is going to be able to moderate how many gummies they take? No, they're going to keep doing it until they're so whacked out of their minds. And then when they can't get high enough off the gummies or the mints or whatever the heck they take or the juice, they're vaping and all this other crap, then they're going to graduate to the heavy drugs. And then think about this. You got the people that are adults and could go buy the pot, right? But they want the harder stuff. So they're going to buy the pot, sell it at a premium to the rich white kids, you know, from the suburbs that are coming in. And then they're going to go off and buy their harder drugs. This, like, we're creating this drug, our own drug market cartel. And 90% of crimes that are committed are, are a result of somebody being on drugs or due to drugs. So that's a crisis that the Supreme Court that we should be focusing on. And as egregious, I agree with Justice Roberts, who called that leak egregious. All of this is, that is like, a should be a secondary issue. But now, like the January 6th insurrection, the left is going to hang their hat on this and say, look what they're doing. What's next? Brown Brown versus Rachel Maddow is very excited. They're going to uh, just explode. They're going to explode with glee at at their ability now to slam the left. I mean, to slam the right by using their left uh, narratives. And and uh, it's just it's a sad. It's it's really disgusting and and it's sad. Uh, let's go to the phone calls. We got a full board of phone calls, and I do have a guest coming up. I'll be talking to Mike Gonzalez. He's a former Bush speechwriter. He's going to talk to us about. BLM, which now stands for Buy Large Mansions, because that's what they're doing with all that money, with all that corporate dollars, billions. I know they're saying millions. I'm telling you, it's it's probably at least a good billion that they raked in. What a joke. What a joke. My God, Apple, Amazon, you should feel embarrassed of yourselves. You contributed to all of this nonsense. Let's go to Judith from Brooklyn. Good old Judith. Hi, Lydia. It's nice to hear you. Let me tell you, you are a bullseye on target commentator. I want you to know. And you should only know, um, Lydia, it's funny that I listen to you uh, in the morning. I can't wait to hear you in the morning because it's so I know what is Lydia going to say this morning? Like there's always something great that you come up with. And the funny part is, Lydia, and I'm not calling for this, but the funny part is that my husband and I, I thought of something that bothered me very much, Lydia. And then my husband mentioned the same thing to me, and we don't listen to at the same time. He's, he's, he's in his office, whatever. He said something to me, and I'm, I'm going to be very nice about this. When you're on, you know, on the 5 o'clock show, could please people allow you to speak and not interrupt you, give you a little less interruption and more respect? How's that? So I'm going to say over that. We <laughs> There's a lot of that. people. Listen, Lydia. There's a lot of people in yep. the studio. Nobody means to cut me off. That's why. It's a, we're all, There's a lot of us here. That's why. But go on. Lydia, Lydia. No, no, Lydia. Go play, play back. My husband mentioned to me, and I thought to myself, it bothered me. Well, let her speak. And sometimes, you know, you have such valid. Great contributions to all your opinions and your comments. Let me just move forward to what I really call the battle stuff. I'm listening to all this stuff, Lydia. This is the only thing I can share with you. This breakdown of decency, normalcy, all the lies, the corruption, the lawlessness, the hate, the everything you're speaking about, hate, which you're so right about. So question, but it's not a real question. Where do people get their guidelines? So some get their guidelines from God's laws. 
laws of nature, biology, laws of physics. Some people, I have to say, so I'm going to be very nice, like the LGBTQ plus community, where do they get their guidelines? Because I can tell you right now, they consider the Bible a bigoted book, Lydia. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it promotes two genders, female and male, and it says that a female is the one that can give birth. It promotes holy matrimony, on and on. So I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to be horrible. But you know what? I'm sticking up for God right now. How's that, Lydia? Well, I, 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 you know, I love you, Judith. You're a very smart woman. You're very articulate yourself. Thank you so much, as always, for calling in. And again, this is The Greg Kelly Show, and this is Lydia Serrani. I, I agree with you. You ever meet somebody and they just act like a – I mean, they – they don't. They don't have any kind of moral compass. I mean, you sh- you know, we call it God. We call it our conscience. We call it our heart. We call it our soul. But I do feel like a lot of these people that make the environment their God, that that are obsessed with money and they're obsessed with power, they don't believe in God. Now, the first commandment, thou shall not have any other God beside me. People think they re- when they hear that first commandment, you know, they think, oh, Moses must have been talking about the golden calf, you know, and they're thinking of Charleston Heston in the movie, you know, with the calf and this and that. And, you know, that's not what God was talking about when he gave Moses those commandments. That first commandment, thou shall not have any other God beside me. Basically, you should not put anything before God. And that includes cars. That includes money. That includes power. That includes everything that is only temporary and fleeting. That's why you see all these rich people that are absolutely miserable. That's why I mentioned Kim Kardashian before. Now she's with some guy who's, he's not broke, but he's far from loaded. And he's not even like great looking or anything, but she's happy because real happiness comes from within. It's about joy. It's about love. It's about togetherness. It's about family. And a lot of the people on the radical left, all they know is hate, hate, hate. And they're, they're just desperate and they're lonely. There is no greater Oh, almost uh, hurt in the world than just feeling so alone. And then that's why they're obsessed. They're absolutely obsessed to push on, to push their ideology forward and to make it the law of the land because then they don't feel as, as alone and isolated in their whacked out thoughts. This is Lydia Serrano in for Greg Kelly. I got a full board of phone calls. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show. I smile and she lives and she goes and she lives for me. Says she lives for me, ovation. Oh, we had a good, we blurped that. Do ever what you want to do, coming over you. Didn't you know I was a rapper now, right? I bet nobody realized what you thought of. Okay, see, I almost messed it up. The car was in the verse, chop another line, not the cutter with the curse. Coming like a freak show takes the stage. Okay, this is semi-charm kind of like, I want something else to get me through this. This is Lydia Serrani in for the great Greg Kelly, who's feeling a little under the weather. 
You know, all I need to keep me happy in this semi-charm kind of life, it sounds corny, but it's true. It's my daughter, my daughter, Julia. She's so cute. She really is. She's really, really cute. Like, I know a lot of people say, oh, my kid's cute. No, my kid's cute. Like, I get stopped in the grocery store. Like, a little old lady came up to me and was like, oh, my God, your daughter, she looks like a doll. It's like God took every good feature I had and took every good feature my husband has and, like, push, put it together into this sweet, beautiful little girl. Like, and... If I could have 10 of her, I would. I, I would. I mean, I God bless these women that have multiple children, you know, and my mom, I'm one of five and my husband's one of four. And my my uh, my my mother-in-law's mother had like nine kids, nine kids. And she came to America when she was pregnant with her ninth. Her husband died. So she was a widow and she came to America with eight kids on her own and worked her butt off and all the kids worked their butts off they were never on government assistance and they love america and every single one of the kids got married they have a great life they did well for themselves and that's why you have so many people so many immigrants that we love america we love it especially people that came from poor countries my family were ethnic albanian from montenegro and albania is a communist country and we just love everything this country stands for we we just love it and that's why people are desperate to come into this country. And I understand the pain and the plight. And I guarantee most of the people crossing that border just want a better life. But they got to do it in an orderly fashion. They have to do it the right way, like my parents did, like so many other parents and grandparents and maybe person on the line right here. We need to do things right. We we have laws for a reason. We have locks on our door for a reason because we can't just let anybody in because this is an amazing place. America, the lands of the free, home of the brave. But if you ask the radical left, they hate this country. They really do. And they want to demolish every great thing that we have, everything that we stand for. You know, Katsimatidis, he says this all the time at 5 o'clock. But we got to keep saying it so people can get it through their heads. America is under attack. We really are. We really are. And it's from our, it, and it's and what's sad is is that our administration is aiding and abetting, not only aiding, but abetting the crime that is being perpetuated specifically on our most vulnerable, on our young people, whether it be at the border with the drugs, the legal system showing no consequences for their actions and just letting them go in the school system instead of teaching them how to read and write and making sure they come to school on time. All we're doing is is just uh, letting them graduate and, and they're barely capable of of having a job at a fast food place. This is an attack. This is an attack. We deserve better. Our kids deserve better. We're having a whole generation of stoners, whether they're vaping or a pot or Oxy or whatever the hell is going on. We they deserve better and we need to be better. And that's what we do here on WABC Radio. We just we speak the truth and we, you know, call to light uh what's what people try to hide in the dark and sometimes they scurry like little cockroaches. I really think pot trucks in Times Square next to the guy dressed up as Elmo is disgusting. And I cannot believe Governor Hokel did this. And you know what? Curtis Sliwa was on Cats at Night, right? Last night, and he broke the news. He got it confirmed that Governor Cuomo is entering the race for the governor. He's going to run as an independent. He needs 45,000 signatures, and he's got the petitions printed out, and he's ready to go. Guess what? Cuomo's going to beat Hochul. And I, I, you know how I feel about Governor Cuomo. I'm not going to go into it. You know how I feel. And not about the sexual harassment stuff. 
that that's second. I, I know it's important, but that's secondary. What happened with the nursing home crisis was egregious, was disgusting, was horrific. And but Hochul, she knows better. And instead of getting us billions of dollars to rebuild Rikers, to make sure that we have more mental facilities to help with the homeless crisis and the drug crisis, what does she push forward? Drinks on the go, pot trucks, and what was there was a third thing that she, that I couldn't. Oh, and the Bill Stadium. The Bill Stadium. Who cares? I'm sorry. Who cares about the Bill Stadium? You're going to use taxpayer dollars for the Bill Stadium? Like, really? We need mental hospitals. We need drug treatment centers left and right. We shouldn't have to wait for somebody to get arrested before they get treatment. Let's go to Ted from Paramus, New Jersey. I got a break very quickly, but I want to hear what you said because you wrote uh, they wrote gaslighting here. And I do feel like the left yeah. gaslights us. Well, uh, Lydia, you're part of the problem Uh because you keep on stating false facts about George Floyd's death. The man had enough the man had enough fentanyl in him to kill three elephants, probably like an entire herd. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank I know Ted. Ted George Floyd was murdered. I saw the video. He asked. He was. He couldn't breathe. He couldn't breathe. They crushed his his pharynx. He couldn't breathe. He, they, it, it, he, he was killed. I don't care if he had enough fentanyl to kill 20 elephants. That's not what killed him. Keep it right here. Greg Kelly Show, 1-800-848-9222. We'll be right here. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Show. Ain't no rest for the wicked. Oh, the wicked. They always seem to have boundless amounts of energy, right? There's always crime. There's always the wackadoodles, as Senator D'Amato would say, roaming the streets. I'm in for Greg Kelly, who's feeling a little under the weather. This is Lydia Serrano. We've got so much to talk about. And, you know, I had to get my favorite congressman, one of the smartest guys I've ever met. He's also a very brave man. Because he always tells it like it is. He doesn't care to be politically correct. Yet somehow he's friends and every he's beloved by the left, by the right, you name it. Congressman King, how are you? Really, I'm doing great. It's great to be with you. And you're certainly doing a great job filling in for Greg. And uh, you do more than fill in. You provide the whole story. Oh, thank you so much, Congressman. So I wanted to hear your take on this leak. Because I know we everybody has their feelings about abortion, but... At the end of the day, this was so egregious. Whomever this clerk or whoever did this, what, what do you, how do you feel? Yeah, I, first of all, it's absolutely disgraceful. And it's really, I guess, hard to fully appreciate it unless you've been in Washington. There's always been leaks coming out of the White House. There's always been leaks coming out of Congress, even out of the 
the important committees that are supposed to be top, top secret. I've never heard of a leak coming out of the Supreme Court. I remember there was a book written about 20 years ago uh, which just quoted some staff people giving some like, gossip about the you know uh, judges, what kind of cigars they'd smoke or uh, you know, some jokes they would tell. I mean, that's how – that is, the, as far as I know, the uh, most secret thing that's ever come out of the Supreme Court. That is hallowed ground. Uh, you wouldn't even think of – like I, uh, I've been at social events and you see a, a Supreme Court judge. You say hello to him. You talk about, uh, you know, what school he went to or something. You would never think of talking about a, a pending case. That's the one area of government that's been sacred up till now. And for this to be leaked out and the ramifications of that, I mean, first of all, it's going to put the, you know, the judges' lives at risk. Secondly, it's an attempt to have demonstrations around the country and everything to somehow influence the court, which goes against everything we stand for. Listen, everyone knows they're appointed by presidents. And presidents are political. But the whole idea is once you're in, once you're on that court, it's, again, unheard of. I mean, once Lyndon Johnson called the Supreme Court Judge Abe Fortas just to talk about, get advice on something, and that almost became impeachable. I mean, you're not supposed to talk about a Supreme, with a Supreme Court Judge about anything, never mind leaking out a draft of an opinion. I and mean, that's like, again, I've never heard of that, no matter how many, how controversial cases have gotten, whether from the left or the right, or whether it involves criminal defendants or the police, whatever. I've never, ever, I, you know, going back to uh, Bush versus Gore, I mean, that was as hot and hotly contested as it could be. And yet it wasn't until that decision came out and the reporters had to read it to the last sentence before they knew what it was. It wasn't a hint of it being leaked out. So this is a, really a disgrace. And whoever did it, they should really, it should be fully investigated and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And that's going to also put a, a, create a real cloud when the Supreme Court judges sit down to uh, in, in the future, because now, they, again, what had been sacred is now going to be open and can end up uh, on page six somewhere or in some scandal magazine or in the uh, you know, mainstream media news. Congressman King, it really does open up a, a Pandora's box and nothing good is come is going to come out of this. And you, you, you're right. Justice uh, Alito, they're already calling for him to be impeached, for him to – I mean, this is really scary stuff. I, I was Googling. I said, let me see if any – has there any been any kind of leak before from the Supreme Court? And in the history of the Supreme Court, kind of this, like, sacred institution, that branch yeah. of government, I just can't believe this happened. But obviously this must be some sort of social justice warrior that felt compelled and to do the right thing and to leak it to Politico. I mean, have you you've never heard of anything like this? What do you think never will happen like to it. the leak? What's even, yeah. I've never heard of anything like this. And what's even worse, if, if, if it's possible, is not just the he or she who leaked it, but it's Democrats. Now, one Democrat that I know of has been criticizing this. In fact, they're in the forefront attacking the, you know, this, this uh, potential decision, how they're going to mobilize and calling for demonstrations and calling, you know, calling for legislation. Instead of saying this is a disgrace, we're not going to comment until the decision comes out. And because, again, it is, listen, I hope the decision remains the way it was in this February 10th uh, draft of an opinion. But my knowledge of the Supreme Court, and it's all second and third hand, without ever getting details, is that these opinions are always circulated around. They, they circulate them around uh, to get five judges on it. In other words, the chief judge will appoint someone who he thinks is going to vote a certain way, he made it clear he's going to vote a certain way. And he or she is then asked to draft an opinion and see if, if they can get a majority. If they can't get a majority, they change it or they give it to somebody else. So this is a really it's a very convoluted, 
detailed process that goes back and forth. And for that to be leaked out, I mean, it's uh, and now it's going to put if there's any changes made and there could well be changes made in that opinion. They may have been made already. It could have been another draft we don't know about in March or even April. Uh, then people are going to say, how come that was done? When, when was it changed? Who did it? Why was it changed? So it's really just so uh, shameful. It really is. And what people don't realize is that their reproductive rights are not being or whatever you, their rights to an abortion is not being stripped of them. What the what the ruling was saying is that it's going to go back to the states. You know, and they're not saying they're not throwing it out altogether. And, um, you know, this was already happening last night. Take a listen to this clip 16. People already chanting outside the Supreme Court after this uh, leak became apparent. So you already hear it. They're calling out Justice Alito. You're already hearing no justice, no peace. It's kind of it's like now becoming the left's battle cry that once again, you know, they're doing that same narrative that Republicans hate women. Women are second class citizens. And I already saw some leftists tweeting this out. They said, what's now what's next? It Brown versus the Board of Ed. I'm not kidding. That's what I have been seeing already. Now no, they're trying to so, yeah, uh, so bad. By the way, Justice Alito, I've met him a few times. I know people have worked with him when he was a lawyer. He is one of the most classy people you ever, a total gentleman. Uh, he's above reproach. And for him to be made some kind of a political football was really disgraceful. Now, those people demonstrating, if they're demonstrating in New York, New York law will not be affected at all. New York law would stay the way it is. Right. This doesn't change any local laws. It basically just says that there will no longer, as I read the opinion, no longer a federally guaranteed right to abortion. But right. uh, states can still restrict it. And you know, they say how you know, a majority of uh, of the country wants uh, Roe versus Wade. It's probably true that a small majority may say that uh, they support the concept that abortion can be legal. But if you look carefully at the numbers, it's like I think 18, 19 percent say abortion should be wrong in all cases. But another 48 percent say that uh, the restrictions, that many of the restrictions should be allowed, including after a certain period, 15 yes. weeks, 20 weeks, uh, partial birth abortion, all of those. I so agree. this is something that really both does belong to be solved by the people's representatives in, in the state legislatures. When uh, Roe versus Wade was uh, uh, first passed, they uh, basically were saying, you know, the second trimester and all that. I mean, all, science has changed. We know more, a lot more than we did then. And, uh, so I think it's important to have each state be like a laboratory. If they want to change it, have it debated, have it uh, voted on. And that's what democracy should be all about. I, I couldn't agree more because back then it was unheard of of a child in the second trimester being able to survive. And now we know that's the case. I did a story. I saw the baby. It, it weighed less than an iPhone and it and it survived and it thrived. So, yes, science has changed and now we know more. And I, I said uh, – I've also been reading that a lot of places, most places in Europe, they ban abortions after 12 weeks. And so maybe we do need more regulations. That's how what I believe. I believe it's pro-life. I, I am pro-life. I am not pro-death. Yeah, I am pro-life also. I am pro-life. Yeah. However, it, I think we're kind of going down, uh, you know, it's a little treacherous in my opinion. It's a little kind of a tre- I'm trepidatious about allowing the government to dictate what's going on with my womb on a molecular level. And I know we, we can argue when does life begin, this and that, whatever. But if it's... If it's not viable, I don't know. It's just it's such an it's not a black and white issue. 
and Roe v. Wade. No, this is Governor. Yeah. I was going to say Governor Cuomo, you know, the abortion law that he signed actually allows abortion after the baby is born. I know. I know. After, I, I mean, know. so that's, they that, literally, that's to me, fantasize. That's, I agree. It's murder. And they literally, I mean, can I say this on the radio? They, they suck the brains out of the kid's head. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. They spike it in the back of the head. I mean, this is that that should be outlawed. And and you know what's sad? Governor Cuomo, I don't know if you heard John's show last night, Governor, but Curtis broke the news here that 100 percent he says Governor Cuomo is running again. He's running on independent. He's got the petitions printed out. And as soon as this political article came out last night, he he was once again patting himself on the back saying, see, I told you the, they were the right was crazy. I told you the Trump crazies were going to come after your reproductive rights because you guys are second class citizens. So I told you I love women. And I mean, he didn't say that, but I'm just saying that. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, and he's like, that's why I made sure to pass the Reproductive Health Act in 2018 and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how are you proud of yourself that you are guaranteeing that women can kill their kids? Because I agree with you. It is infanticide. Yeah, I mean, certainly he, listen, I'm, I'm pro-life in almost all cases. I've said that in a democratic society. Uh, to me, this belongs in the state legislatures to decide. I, I would be voting very strongly pro-life. But on the other hand, to say that the Supreme Court, one decision made in 1972 to be binding forever when it was based on a science that's changed. I mean, it's not uh, – and, and to me, uh, as we've learned, is, uh, that to me, the court should be the – the last body to get involved in this. Uh, this at the time, this was going through different state legislatures. They were passing different types of laws. And then the Supreme Court got involved, and it took it away from the people. These people who want to be heard, what's well, the Supreme Court is saying? The people will be heard now. This will go back to the states, and it will be debated. It will be discussed, on, and, and, we, and it will be voted on. But in the meantime, no one uh, in a state that allows abortion is going to lose any of their rights. I think it's unfortunate, but that's the reality, that here in New York, anyone who's getting an abortion tomorrow, you get an abortion the day after this decision is announced. Right. I, I mean, that's that's the that's the bottom line. And I don't think it's a coincidence that this was released now because they wanted to make sure they wanted whoever did this. They wanted to influence those midterm elections. That's what I truly believe. I think this is some sort of a social justice warrior that thought he or she was doing the right thing in the name of justice. And also, just like we saw with George Floyd, it's interesting that within hours of a development like this, they're out in the streets. And how do you mobilize people like that? I've been in politics a long time. It's very difficult on the spur of the moment to get 1,000 people out or 500 people out or 200 people out on a street corner demonstrating in a matter of moments. So it's almost as if they were ready for something like this and they were primed and ready to go. There's this underground that's there and they're available on almost a moment's notice. It's, it's really scary. I couldn't agree more. Congressman King, thank you so much for your your wisdom and your impartiality, because I, I feel the same way you do, that I can look at it, things from a personal view and how I feel in my heart of hearts and what I believe. However, I try to be practical about it and, and realize that not everybody believes in what I believe. Uh, but I think most Americans do believe that, you know, killing a child once it's viable is murder. And maybe and maybe this maybe in a way this is a good thing that this happens. So we can have this conversation again because I can agree more. Something that was declared, you know, legal and so so called safe back in the early nineteen seventies needs right. to be revisited again and, and debated and talked about. And maybe and we can save some lives. As, as as a lawyer, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that there was really no constitutional basis. Roe versus Wade. It was really a legislative decision made by 
judges, and it should, again, there's really nothing in the Constitution, not just about abortion, but even about privacy, that somehow each person has a sense of privacy that can send to abortion. Privacy usually means, you know, uh, your property, who can break into your house and everything else. To extend that to abortion was really, uh, what they were doing was legislating, and that should be left to the legislatures, not to the courts. Well, thank you so much, Congressman King. I look forward to having you in studio again. Thank you so much, sir. I'll be in tomorrow. You got me tomorrow in the studio. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. So we gotta we gotta wrap it up. Let's go to Robert from Oceanside real quick, and then we gotta go to our break again. This is Lydia Serrani in for Greg Kelly. Hey, Lydia, how are you? Good I'm, to hear from you again. I, I agree with everything you say. You know, um, I. Um, I, you know, I was, I was going through my uh, Instagram, and I, I came across a famous president, a great president named Ronald Reagan, and um, he had a great quote. He said, America will never be taken from an outside force. It always will be taken from within. And this is the time that, you know, you could see that, that everything he said was true, just like uh, number 45 said everything was true, you know, about him. You know, we need to start um, laying it back into them. You know what I mean? I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, Robert. And uh, we got to stand up for what's right because there is no rest for the for the wicked. But you know what? We've got God on our side. We've got the right on our side. And we got the facts and the truth on our side. Keep it right here. The Greg Kelly Show. I'm Lydia Serrani. 1-800-848-9222. I got one line open. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. show this is Lydia Serrani I don't want to come down from this high of talking to all of you I really feel like I'm talking to my friends and my neighbors and that's what this show is all about anytime I do a show and I fill in it's about having a conversation kind of sifting through the nonsense and finding out the truth and I like to also kind of reach a common ground with people rather than bash 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 and this one's bad and this one's wrong. it's like we peel it back like an onion right we just keep peeling it peeling it and nine times out of ten we agree i can guarantee you i i actually i know for a fact because a lot of my friends are democrats uh, hello i live in in new york you know and i, I work in the media <laughs> and, and i worked i was a, a journalist for like 20 years and i would say 99 percent of my friends are um, probably Democrats or independents, whatever you want to call it. And most of my family members, I would say, are conservatives. I am a registered independent. And if I were to talk to them about this leak, about the abortion leak, they would say to me, it's it's egregious, it's wrong. And yet you have the left on TV, the pundits, they're praising it. 
They're saying it's amazing. And I guarantee you, even people that are pro-choice, or I know for a fact, the majority of people that are so-called pro-choice are against late-term abortions. They think that once the baby is viable, that absolutely it should not be killed. And so there are a lot of commonalities, and we just need to talk about it. And I'm, they also might agree that maybe we need to revisit a court case like we, we spoke about with uh, Congressman King that was decided back in 1972, 1973, that science has changed. We now know more. We now know that a, a child in the second trimester can survive outside of the womb. Our technology, our science has improved vastly. So there are a lot of things. This is not a black and white issue. It's very with multiple, multiple, multiple shades of gray. And that's why it's so important to have these discussions and have these talks. And I think we can also agree that regardless of the tax revenue that will be pouring in from these pot trucks and the legalization of marijuana, it's not worth it. Because at what cost? The cost of ruining America, ruining our youth. I mean, I don't want to sound like Whitney Houston. I believe the children are our future. They are our future. They are our future. And we need to safeguard them and protect them and stop trying to brainwash them uh, with, with these ideologies, this nonsense, and, and drugs. We got to tell them drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. And that if you're feeling some sort of inner turmoil, instead of looking to like a dumb, like, you know, kind of numb yourself and drink something or take a pill or smoke some weed, you got to work through it because that's just temporarily numbing the pain. And eventually you got to take something more and more and more to numb it. Oh, I just see some breaking news that they're saying soon coming up, uh, Mitch McConnell and Schumer, they're going to speak to reporters about this. So this is, yeah, this this story about the the leak, which is it's unprecedented is it's oh my god this this is going to have a lot of ripple effects a lot of ripple effects let's go to the phone calls let's go to al from fort lauderdale afternoon lydia what's going on I al listen to, i listen to you every day on uh with john at five o'clock and you do great and it's wonderful to hear you now i wanted to just talk about uh, andrew cuomo running as an independent mm-hmm. i hope that people realize at least on the Republican side, what H. Ross Perot did to George H.W. Bush. And as a result of Perot running as an independent, uh, Bush lost and we got Clinton. So uh, I'm a registered Republican, and I'm happy that uh, Andrew Cuomo might uh, be actually running for governor. Hopefully it will bring the Democrats down the tubes. And as far as the abortion thing, I think that the National Guard ought to come out and guard the, the Supreme Court in Washington from these people that are demonstrating because we, there might be another January 6th disruption, only this time organized by the uh, Democrats again. Yeah. Because I believe they organized the one on January 6th. It's quite possible. It was kind of bizarre. And just like we spoke with Congressman King, how they were able to mobilize so quickly is quite interesting. I'm talking about like the people uh, chanting on the front steps there at the Supreme Court. And now you got Chief Justice Alito's life in danger. And it's really scary. 
Uh, but we're here at WABC Radio. I'm not afraid to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. And you'll also hear that at Cats at Night at 5 o'clock. I sit alongside John Katzmatidis, who's obviously a very brilliant guy. And that's why he bought WABC Radio, to make it the beacon of truth. Whether you like it or not, the truth, the facts, they don't care about your feelings. I'm Lydia Serrani in for Greg Kelly. Thank you, guys. I'll be on with you for another hour. i got a great guest coming up. We're going to talk about... BLM, a.k.a. Buys Large Mansions. Keep it right here. I I got uh, one line open, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. I'm Lydia Serrano. You can follow me at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S, at a one for Instagram. Keep it right here. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. We're going to keep fighting for the truth. Welcome back to the Greg Kelly Show. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Greg, who's feeling a little under the weather. We're going to be here until 3 o'clock. And uh, at 2.40, I'm going to speak to Mike Gonzalez. He's got a very, uh, he's got some kind of explosive information on BLM. Not, I know they're commonly known as Black Lives Matter, but now they are buys large mansions, buys large mansions. So BLM Mike Gonzalez coming up very shortly. Of course, we have to continue talking about this leak. I mean, this is incredible what happened here. Um, you got Chief Justice Roberts saying the leak is basically undermining the court. We spoke to Congressman King. Oh, is that that's not AOC. Who's that whack job right there right now on a Fox, like talking on Fox News? Who's that woman? I cannot believe these women like feel they, they skip work. What, don't they have a job? They have nothing better to do but to like go on the court steps and like chant and rant and rave and go nuts because like maybe the states are going to regulate who has an abortion and who doesn't. That's all this 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 uh this was saying. And Chief Justice Roberts said that the actual draft doesn't say it's a completely overturn. That's what sources are saying. That doesn't completely overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, so anyway, Mitch McConnell spoke a short time ago, and so did Chuck Schumer. And of course, instead of condemning the leak and saying how this undermines our democracy and that you had at least one branch of government that should have been sacred, right? I mean, there's never been a leak in history out of the Supreme Court. Uh, what does he say? He says that this is an abomination. Look at that. He's, he's, some some strong words there, Mr. Uh, Speaker. Uh, l- let's go to uh, number 37. If the report is accurate, the decision would be an abomination, an abomination. One of the worst ever in modern history. He's an abomination. Get out of here. Shut, stop. Calm down. Now, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell He says, uh, I I agree with this. I do think it was some sort of political stunt, and it was perfectly planned and timed. Number 45. The radical left immediately rallied around the toxic stunt. 
The cheerleaders for partisan court packing applauded what they suggested was the work of, quote, a brave clerk. Yeah, brave clerk. Now, in 46, and I, I, I haven't heard this line before, but it's actually quite beautiful because it's true. Number 46. Liberals want to rip the blindfold off Lady Justice. They want to override impartiality with intimidation. They want to elevate mob rule over the rule of law. But here's where I disagree with Mitch McConnell. These are not liberals. A real liberal stands for liberty, stands for liberties. These people, they want anarchy, they want chaos, and they only want their way of life to be perpetuated throughout the land. And if you don't agree with them, then you are an abomination. These people are not liberals, they're radicals. They are the antithesis of, to what America stands for. These are the same people that say that, you know, election laws uh, don't need to be enacted, that people don't need an ID in order to vote. And, all, and I mean, can you believe that? Like they're going to rally on the on the steps of the Supreme Court because they're afraid that women might not be able to go and kill their babies. Yet when we talk about having an ID to make sure that our elections are secure, the basic underpinning of our democracy, what this country was founded upon, they don't care about that. They don't want to talk about that. And they say that if you do ask for ID, you're basically a racist. And these are the same people that keep talking about the narrative that instead of talking about crime, talking about how the majority of black people that are killed are being killed by other black people. They say that the greatest threat now facing our democracy is uh, white supremacy. Number 29. According to the intelligence community, terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. One of the greatest threats to our national security is domestic terrorism manifested by white supremacists. I obviously am very concerned about the rise of extremism and extremism related to white supremacy. The FBI has warned repeatedly that domestic terrorism fueled by white supremacy is the number one threat to the United States right now. Meanwhile, Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security, you know, the guy who's been advocating for the minister of truth, that whack job Mary Poppins lady, he was specifically asked, okay, so domestic terrorism, white supremacists, how many did you catch at the border? How many did you catch? Because clearly you're saying that's the greatest threat now facing our nation. And he couldn't answer the question because it's nonsense. It's nonsense. What he should have said is, ah, come on, there are no white supremacists coming across the border. Like, why not just tell the truth? Why, why can't we tell the truth? Why do, why do these regressives or these radical – yeah, I'm going to call them radical regressives – leftist policy makers, why don't they admit that the very policies they claim to protect people are, are they're hurting the very people they're, they're claiming to protect the black and brown communities. We're seeing it with the crime over and over, at least right here in New York city. Do you know that 90% of the victims of crime are people of color and guess who the suspects are black and brown, but for whatever reason, Our legislators care more about the black and brown suspects than they do about the black and brown victims that are in the hospitals and in the morgues. And again, with the marijuana and the drugs, which community you think gets hurt the most? The lower income community. Right. And when we talk about jails and we talk about, uh, you know, people having consequences, sometimes, you, you know, these kids need it. 
That's the only way they'll get help. That's the only way they'll get some sense knocked into them because they're, they just have a mother. They don't maybe have a father figure. And so maybe they do need some tough love because right now just allowing people to run, run wild, that's not the answer. That, that is not the answer. They need help. But for whatever reason, these radicals, and I'm looking at them right now on MSNBC, they somehow are, are making the rules they're, they're telling kids that it's okay to think you're not a boy or a girl and the doctor made a mistake and it's okay to call your parents racist. This is not okay. And these are the crises that I wish we would really address. Instead, we have some sort of radical law clerk that took matters into his or her own hands and really undermined democracy. And whoever this person is, he or she will be found out, and I hope they are punished to the fullest extent of the law. I will be taking your phone calls. I got a couple of calls here I'm going to take. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joe from New Jersey. Hey, Lydia. How are you? I'm doing well. Okay. So uh, a a previous caller mentioned about the opportunity because Cuomo was running as an independent, possibly, um, should Andrew Giuliani become governor, and, and I think the chances have, have gotten a little bit better, um, he should run on the possibility of cleaning up New York City through uh, activating the National Guard, if need be, and firing rogue prosecutors. Um, I, I agree. I agree. These DAs, they don't want to do their jobs. You got justices like Justice Samaj who wants to let go a kid that's a, a allegedly involved in the fatal shooting of a 21-year-old in a case of mistaken identity. That's Steven Sanchez. And she doesn't want to keep him and, and let him go free on a technicality. 100%. She should be impeached, uh, thrown off the court, investigated, you name it. I couldn't agree more. On to Rudy. Rudy could basically uh, possibly have a hand in this. He knows how to do it. And uh, you could pick up a few votes in New York City, possibly, because you know, people are fed up. They are fed up. And I think it's happening all across the country. And you always see these radical policies more evident in the big cities because things are like more condensed, I guess. And uh, if you think it's just going to happen in New York City or Philadelphia or Chicago or San Francisco or L.A., it's going to start spreading like a disease. It's going to be like a cancer. It's going to metastasize throughout the country and into the suburbs. We saw that's what happened with MS-13. We see it happening over and over again. And I know why the Democrats are doing it, because they want to remain in power. That's why they're letting the border get out of control. That's why they want the suspects and all these criminals out on the streets, because they, in their minds, these are Democrats and they're more likely to vote for them and all these things. But at what cost? At what cost? Like, who who has to die? Who has to be shot for them to wake up and realize this isn't working? You know, they say that uh, a judge is liberal until he's held up. You, you know, why does it have to take for a tragedy to happen? You remember when before 9-11, I remember flying on a plane. I mean, I was a teenager when I last time I flew before 9-11. And you 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 could just like walk on. I mean, people could meet you at the gate and this and that. And it took 9-11 for us to really take serious. I mean, now I feel like we've gone a little too far with the shoes taking off and stuff like that. But now, like, it's so serious, the security. And I think that, you know, what's what's it going to take? Does a chemical attack need to happen on the subways for us to realize we need some beefed up security there? I mean, we had that subway shooter in Brooklyn 
and he shot up a bunch of a bunch of people and nobody's talking about him. Why? Because he's black. He was a black nationalist. He hated white people. Uh, he hated Asian people. And not, nobody talks about it. Could you imagine if he was a Trump supporter? They'd still be talking about him. They'd have a split screen right now. MSNBC and CNN. They'd have a split screen between that guy. What was his name? Frank James and him and, and this. Oh, God. See, what is this? Uh, why, why are they showing AOC now? She's coming, come and talk about it. Uh, let's go to uh, John from Brooklyn. Uh, hi, Lydia. Um, I wanted to respond to Congressman uh, Forbes. Um, I went to the hearings for killing babies in 1982, and the entire swamp seemed to turn out automatically. And they made a whole lot of noise while two pro-lifers uh, testified, but were very quiet for the other uh, ten, Planned uh, Parenthood and so forth, that were John, we got to – hold on, John. I'm going to take you back. We got to go to break. This is Lydia Serrani in for Greg Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter and social media. It's L-I-D-I-A-C-U-R-A-N-A-J. I got a couple lines open. 1-800-848-9222. We'll be right back. Kelly. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Kelly Show. This is Lydia Serrani. That's lit right there. I love this song. Don't you love this song, Kevin? You're the window of Right, the good part's coming up. Here, it's coming. It's no surprise to me that I am my own worst enemy. Because every now and then I kick the living... Aren't we our own worst enemies? That's what I feel like is happening to our country right now. President Biden, he's uh, he's he's getting there on some kind of en- enemy territory at this point. I mean, he really is. He really is by allowing what's going on at the border to continue to happen by posting stuff about transgender visibility day. The reason I keep talking about trans stuff, because I know Sid gets so annoyed with me because he's like, oh, my God, because it's just so that's how cuckoo crazy things have gotten. That's what I'm saying, because it's so illogical. It's so ridiculous that they're even talking about this and legitimizing it and advocating for it. That that's why we have to bring it up, because that's how far things have gotten. That's how far whacked out they've gotten. I don't even want to say left. I'm talking like outside of this solar system of what's going on. And I'm it's not just because I'm a mother. I'm extremely concerned about what's happening to our kids that there isn't this focus on education, there isn't this focus on respect, and there isn't a focus on God. Nobody believes anymore in a higher power, and I think that's going to be the destruction of this country. I mean, you have that coach 
out of uh, Washington State that he lost his job and he's fighting it all the way to the Supreme Court. And he would pray after the game on the 50 yard line and he could, you know, and he, he lost his job. They told him, stop praying or you're going to lose your job. And so he said, I'm not going to stop praying. He would take a knee. He would take a knee. And you think about it. You're like, wait a second. This coach lost his job because he took a knee. Nobody's talking about it. Well, can you imagine it? Like the, the whole country was in an uproar when Colin Kaepernick took a knee and he lost his job because he sucked because he sucks as a football player. Not because he took a knee because he sucks and he's had every opportunity to get a job back. But see, when the media lies, democracy dies. And that's why it's so important to listen to the right hosts like the Greg Kelly show to to make sure I'm filling in for him because we t- we tell the truth and that's it. And you're not going to hear this anywhere else. Instead, you got the left praising this person that leaked this information about the uh, SCOTUS decision, Supreme Court uh, justice decision. And instead of saying this, what this person did was wrong and it undermined democracy. And this person should be held, should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. I mean, it's, it's insanity. Let's go to um, May from, from Carmel. May? Hello. Are you calling from Carmel in Putnam County? No, I'm calling from Cornwall in upstate New York. Oh, how are you? I'm very good. I love you and your show and all the shows. I listen to the station all day. But what I'm calling, I wanted to bring up the fact that no one has mentioned who got paid a lot of money to, to, for this leak. Mm. <laughs> you know, instead of everybody saying, oh, it's someone that's not happy with the, uh, and, I, and I believe that too, but someone got paid a lot of money for this. So we'll see. I'm just saying, and no one's mentioned that fact. And the corruption never ends, and the money trail never ends. So let's see what happens. May? You're you're onto something. Usually follow the money, follow the money, just like with Cuomo. I remember with this, the nursing home crisis was going on. We're like, why are they readmitting COVID positive patients? Why is he not retracting this, this directive mandating the nursing homes? This was only done to make sure that the nursing homes, you know, the hospitals weren't overwhelmed. They don't have the right PPE and all this other stuff. Why is he doing this? And if you remember... I was one of the first ones to sound the alarm. I'm going to toot my own horn that there is money. There has to be some sort of motive here. Why is he doing this? Why would he undercount the number of people dying? Why are they trying to cover this up? Why are they doing this money? There was a $5 million book deal. And then we found out that Melissa DeRosa's father and father. Yeah, it was her father. He's part of the, uh, the lobby. He's a top lobbyist for the hospitals. I mean, it was just the corruption is so deep. It goes and you okay, I'm not saying the Republicans can't be corrupt, of course, but you always you never hear it's always the Democrats, but then they kind of cover it up. But how many times do we have to hear about this? Do, does a politician have to smoke crack in public for them for people to realize they're corrupt? I mean, and now you got Cuomo, he's going to run again. He's going to run, and guess what? He's going to beat Hochul. And everybody out there, I know um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Everyone's like, well, this is good that he's running because now Lee Zeldin or Astorino or uh, Andrew Giuliani, they're going to win. No, not necessarily. Don't underestimate how stupid people are. You really shouldn't. Like Barack Obama said by about uh, Joe Biden, you know, don't underestimate his ability to F things up. Don't underestimate just how stupid 
a lot of Americans, a lot of New Yorkers are, specifically New Yorkers and Americans. Don't underestimate it. That's why we have to continue fighting. And when I say fight, I mean tell the truth and talk about it and discuss the issues that matter. Let's go to Peter from Staten Island. Lydia. Hey, Lydia. I am so happy to speak to you. I just picked up my tickets for the Staten Island uh, uh, Ferry Hawks. Uh, Going to be going to the game tonight and uh, with my wife. Um, we're looking forward to a great season. I know they started off a little rough, but so do a lot of times things start off rough and they end up good. So I'm hoping that happens. And about the thing with the abortion thing, I am very much against abortion. I witnessed two abortions, and it wasn't my child. But I had some very rich friends when I was young, and they used to pay me to go to take their girls to get an abortion. And after witnessing it, it's probably the toughest thing I ever did in my life, and I did some very, very tough things. Oh, my God, Peter. Well, thank you so much uh, for calling. You're from Staten Island. That's where Pete Davidson is from, Kim Kardashian's boyfriend. Everyone's like, stop talking about Kim Kardashian. You know, I was just looking at this article. I knew it. I knew it. When she was climbing up the steps, she had a white fur coat covering her big butt because they couldn't zip it over her butt, her big artificial butt, you know. It's called the BBL. They take the fat from other parts of your body and they shove it up in your butt. That's just, it's disgusting. And so then she changed into a replica. But I knew it. TMZ confirmed it. I my, They confirmed my suspicions. Keep it right here. We'll talk more about some butts. We'll talk about other body parts if you want. I'm also going to be talking to Mike Gonzalez. Lydia Serrano in for Greg Kelly. I got one line open. 1-800-848-9222. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Show. I'm Lydia Serrani. We're listening to Shore Shot by the Beastie Boys. Let's keep it going, Kevin. Oh, we don't stop. We don't stop. We don't stop. We keep talking. We're going to expose the, uh, the radicals for who they are, for the lying, for the nonsense. Oh, God, Schumer, he, he's upsetting me. He's upsetting me. You know, I know he gets a lot of money for the state, and I, I know things could be worse because we could have AOC instead, you know, but, I mean, he is just – because he knows better. Let me ask you guys a question. I got one line open, but maybe when you guys – I'll take some calls. Who's worse, the people that that don't know what they're doing is completely wrong? Like, I was at the Inner Circle dinner, which is – it's kind of like the White House Correspondents' Dinner, except that you have journalists that they they put on a play and they it's you know it's about parody and satire and they make fun of you know they make fun of Eric Adams and Rudy Giuliani and all the big power players and everything like that and council people and of course uh, they lob softballs at the Democrats and the Republicans you know Rudy got hammered but anyway so we're we're at this dinner and 
It went really long, by the way. It was, my, it was really long. I was so tired. Oh, my God. I was so tired. Uh, so <laughs> I see de Blasio, and he was just had this big, huge, S-eating grin on his face. Like, he just looked so deliriously happy. I mean, I would be happy, too, if I was living it up in a hotel and I had security day and night and I didn't have to pay a dime for it. And I don't have to pay back any of the money I've used and for my failed presidential run and all that other stuff. However... You can tell that he genuinely believes that he did an amazing job for New York City, that he didn't really that because of his actions and his incompetence, that he ruins what was a great city that was once the greatest, safest, big city in the world, not just a country in the world. So is somebody like him bad that just is clueless and stupid or whatever you want to call him or somebody like Schumer? You know, that that knows better. He does. He's a common. He is. He's a a people. I looked at his policies. He's like a common sense guy who's now become this puppet for the radical left. And here, take a listen to what he says about not the person that leaked the information about the abortion uh, Roe v. Wade decision, but instead about the fact that the Supreme Court is now deciding they haven't this is only a draft by the way this is only a draft whether or not the federal government is superseding states rights and that they should turn over abortion rights to the states that's that's all that's kind of been talked about here not to outlaw it okay not to outlaw women from getting abortions but having the states decide take a listen to hear what schumer says uh he he says let's see which one did i want oh 36 listen to what he says It is hard not to feel angry, troubled, and deeply disturbed about what overturning Roe would do to women across America. He should, they're not overturning, I mean, he, it's, it's about having the state do it. Okay. And, and I do think that, you know, maybe we do need to take a closer look at Roe v. Wade. We need to take a closer look at the science behind it. Maybe the states should be able to decide. Maybe they should, maybe they should. I mean, but this was a draft opinion. He should be angry and disturbed that that this that the uh, the sacred institution of the judicial branch was violated by whomever, whether it was money, social justice kind of warrior type of thing. That's what he should be outraged. And not one single Democrat has come out and said how wrong this was that this happened. Not one single one. Uh, let's go to uh, Bill from Amityville. Hi, how we doing? We're doing good. All right. All right. I just, you know, obviously I'm tired about the country being destroyed purposely. I mean, if you don't see that, then you're blind. Mm-hmm. And the only ones who are blind are the liberal Democrats, the progressives, because they're doing this on purpose. It couldn't be more obvious what they're doing. Anyway... I'm getting tired of being called a white supremacist because I'm a conservative white American, and my roots are deep into this country. They never, ever, ever define a white supremacist. Anyone who is a white American who believes in our Constitution, who believes in America, and who believes in what this country was founded on is a white supremacist. Because if you don't believe in this leftist, liberal, progressive garbage that we're going through right now, watching our country be destroyed overnight, watching everything fall apart, 
$8 gallon gas. We're going to be food shortages shortly. Everything is being done here on purpose to destroy this country. You're right. You're right. And Ned Katzmatidi says it. We're we're under attack. And it, it was not up to this law clerk to decide when the decision of the court should be announced. It's not up to a law clerk or any employee of the court to leak a decision. And clearly this was uh, an unadulterated, naked attempt to try and change the outcome before the final opinion was issued. This is a form of intimidation. This is this the the that branch of government should be sacrosanct. I mean, this is such a big deal. I don't think. And the fact that the Democrats like they're hemming and hawing about Roe v. Wade. How about the the betrayal, the egregious betrayal that 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 happened there? I mean, this is so this is really bad. This is really bad. And if you, you know, clearly Cuomo's very proud of the fact that he signed that Reproductive Act. So all those ladies out there in Washington, D.C., rallying on the steps of the Supreme Court, freaked out that they might not be able to kill their baby. Don't worry. Come here to New York and you'll be able to kill it. Like, calm down. Like, you, like I don't even understand. Like, I would think that 99 percent of women that have to under, undergo that are, are horrified. And it's probably like they, they would never want to do something like that. And now, once again, here we are glorifying something that should not be glorified. I mean, this is a hor- it's a horrible thing. Anybody to uh, have to undergo an abortion for whatever reason. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Uh, do we have our guest Mike Gonzalez on the line yet? We're going to get Mike Gonzalez on. He's oh, he's not. All right. Mike Gonzalez, where are you? Uh, Mike Gonzalez, um, he's he's been very prolific about uh buys large mansions, BLM. So we're trying to get him on the line to talk. Let's go to Regina from Long Island. Hi, Lydia. This is Regina. I I wanted to talk about, I'm a new Republican. I've been thinking about changing for two years and how I never learned the truth until my 32-year-old son started putting your station on. And everything else that I've learned is never on the main media. So all my friends are still Democrats. They jump at me as soon as I talk about anything. And thank God for uh, Donald Trump's new uh, truth social platform, or I get an ulcer because I can't talk to anybody. I I wanted to know, do you think there's ever any chance for anything that uh, you've learned on from the Republicans to get out to normal people like my friends who never hear anything else? Regina, unfortunately, I think uh, the Republican Party has been uh, demonized. I think the January 6th insurrection, or I don't say it's insurrection, that's what they call it, uh, the riot, the January 6th riot, was bad. It was. It made us look really bad, and that's not representative of the of ninety nine percent of the Republican Party. Were we upset about the, how the election was handled? Absolutely. Were there irregularities? Absolutely. Did Zuckerberg buy the election? Absolutely. Should I mean those? those are, I mean, there major major things happened, but not a single person I know thinks that you know cops should have gotten attacked or this or that, and they went way too far going in there. However, however. These people should not be in jail for months and months still at a time. 
And if anything, yes, they should be criminally charged, but not to the point of what's going on now. And and meanwhile, you got Black Lives Matter. Nobody's saying a word about that organization. They're buying mansions left and right. 50 black kids across the country so far this year have been killed. Where are they rioting in the streets? What about the 12-year-old boy in Brooklyn, black kid, sitting in the backseat of a car, hit by a stray bullet, dead? 22-year-old woman in the Bronx, again, stray bullet, dead. 11-month-old in the Bronx, hit by a bullet in the face. Thank God, survived. So, what you know, where where is BLM? Well, Mike Gonzalez, he's a very prolific writer. Tell us uh, uh, where who you write for, um, Mike Gonzalez, and you also were a speechwriter in the Bush administration. Hey, Lydia, how are you? Thanks for having me on. I work at the Heritage Foundation. I'm a senior fellow here. And as I think you correctly noted, my last book was on exactly that, on, on Black Lives Matter. In fact, the title of the book is BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. And I wrote it for the reason you said, because the media does not report any of the stuff that is truly happening with the Black Lives Matter organizations. They want to treat it as a concept. As a concept, I, I embrace Black Lives Matter. I say it. Mm. But the organizations were founded by women who are fanatical Marxists, who were trained by Marxists. Uh, this is all in the public record, who say they want to dismantle the organizing principle of society. That's a verbatim quote uh, and so forth. So that's the reason I decided to write my book and expose all of this. Why are they not under investigation, at least for tax purposes? How can this be able to continue to go on that they can literally rake in millions upon millions of dollars in donations and then go buy these large mansions in white neighborhoods? Well, $90 million in 2020 alone in the second half during the, 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 the George Floyd riots, they raked in $90 million, as you correctly noted, they haven't told the IRS what they have done with the money. Uh, and the, the states of California and Washington noticed that. Two, not, not very red states, right? The attorneys general of these two states have told uh, the, the main Black Lives Matter organization, uh, Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, that it cannot raise money, that its, its fundraising ability is suspended until they say what they have done with the money that they had, which is, as you said, tens of millions of dollars. Now, as you've rightly pointed out, they have bought mansions in Southern California, in Toronto, uh, et cetera. So, this, so that's no longer going to be, that's, you know, they spend some money, but they ha- as a 990, as a charity organization, they have to tell the IRS what they have done with the money. And so far, they have not done that. Do you think they'll ever be held accountable? This seems like it was a scam. Well, you know, Lydia, what I say to people is, uh, my, if there's grift involved, and it looks like there is, I'm not really, uh, you know, they will we'll always have grifters. I am much more concerned with their Marxist trainings, with the fact that they wanted to dismantle this country, and they have done that to a great degree, although, of course, they haven't dismantled the country, but they have, they have changed our lives. We have, you know, critical race theory has exploded because of 2020. It's entered all aspects of our lives. People are uh, being harassed and, 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 and made to go Maoist, you know, uh, struggle sessions at their places of work. Uh, even the sports leagues, you cannot escape it. 
everything is suffused with their language, systemic racism, oppression. Who, who believes, who, who has traveled outside of the United States believes this is an oppressive society? And yet this is what's being taught to our children because of Black Lives Matter. You know, a friend of mine was telling me that the TJ Maxx in lower Manhattan was looted by a group of thieves, and they were African-American. And as they were running out, there were cops there waiting on the ready to arrest them. And then they started saying Black Lives Matter, chanting Black Lives Matter, and they and the cops stood down. I mean... Well, you know, this is... From the beginning, when John Lewis, actually Representative John Lewis was on his deathbed, when he pleaded with the rioters to stop, he said, I see you, I hear you, but looting and burning and rioting is not the way to go. And in response to that, Alicia Garza, one of the co-founders of BLM, said, why is he telling, you know, what is, why, why is he talking about material damages? Who cares about that? You know, Walmart will be rebuilt. Uh, so they they really don't get any this, they, they, the rising criminality you're talking about. That's called the Ferguson effect. They have studies that substantiate the fact that in places where they have rioted, where BLM has rioted or held protests, crime goes up, murders go up because the police pull back. They're less proactive. And that's why they, they, the spike in homicides in 2020 was 30 percent. 30%, nothing, no other year even comes close. And the majority of those people are black and brown. They're people of color that are being killed in unprecedented you know, used, rates throughout the country. I used to say in interviews that it would be at least 50% black, right? Because that's generally what happens. 50%, you know, blacks are victims of homicides at least 50% of the time. Somebody got to me, somebody crunched the numbers in several key cities, like St. Louis, Milwaukee, et cetera. It's close in these last two years. It's been closer to seventy and eighty yep. percent. The carnage that has taken place in the wake of the riot has been in black neighborhoods. Have has been black Americans. Our black compatriots are being killed at a much higher rate because of the Ferguson effect. Well, thank you so much, Mike Gonzalez. I got to go to a hard break. Thank you so much for all that you do. And how can people follow you and say the name of your book again? It's called BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. It's on Amazon. It's selling very well for reasons that are maybe not so great. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter, at Gundisalvas, G-U-N-D-I-S-A-L-V-U-S. You can come to Heritage. Just Google my name, Mike Gonzalez, the Heritage Foundation with a Z and a Z, Gonzalez. All thanks, right. thanks a lot, Lydia. I appreciate thank you, it. Thank you so much, Mike Gonzalez. And this is The Greg Kelly Show. This is Lydia Serrani. You can follow me at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. Keep it right here. I got more calls to take. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show.
I'm a girl with a voice, with passion, with power. Thanks to all of you for listening in. I'm Lydia Serrano in for Greg Kelly. And I couldn't be more thrilled to be here with you guys. Somebody just uh, sent me an email. I don't know if he wants me to say his name, but I will say he is a professor at the University of Notre Dame. And he said to me, listen to what he wrote. He said, not only do I agree with your political views, but I love the sound of your voice, your inflection and intonation, your fire, wit, energy, your, your outrage and courage. Thank you so much for appreciating my fiery temper because, it, you know, sometimes like – you know, there's a, an expression in I'm, I'm bilingual. I can speak Albanian, and there is a, a, a expression called "goi amel." It means like sweet mouth. And my friend Ray, if he's listening, uh, he is very sweet with the way he speaks, and it's very flowery and beautiful. And me, I'm just very blunt, and I can't help sometimes how I feel, and I say the right things, but sometimes it can uh, come out the wrong way. And I just can't help it because there are no pretenses with me so that I do need a filter. But when it comes to the radio, I guess it works in my favor. I ran into a friend of mine, a former colleague, and he's I was in TV news for a long time. And he said to me, Lydia, I was listening to you on the radio and you found your calling. And it's crazy because I did not plan on this. I dreamed about it, but I didn't plan on it. And I think that's God. Anytime you can explain things for how they or why they happen, it's God. And sometimes something that happens bad in your life, you have to look at it and say, maybe this is God's way of telling me, listen, I got something better in store for you. And we have to look at these incidents that's happening with the leak at the Supreme Court, with critical race theory, with even COVID. Think about it. We only found out that our kids were being indoctrinated and what was happening because they were being homeschooled. And the parents were in the background. My daughter's five, so I didn't have to experience this. She's in preschool. Uh, but we heard the, you know, the parents were, were listening to the teachers trying to brainwash their kids. And so sometimes out of something bad comes something good. And, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, uh, it just happens that way. And maybe we need to use this whole leak, as horrible as it is, as a wake-up call. That maybe we do need to take another look at Roe v. Wade and we need to realize and bravo to the Supreme Court justice for having the courage to take another look at it, although clearly unpopular, according to the Democrats. Let's go or whatever. Yeah, Democrats. I was going to say radicals, but yeah, it's, it's the Democrats. Not one single Democrat is saying how bad this was. Let's go to Patricia from Carmel. Hello, Lydia. What's going on, how Patricia? I'm doing well. Uh, you probably don't remember me. I do remember you. I do remember you. You're the one that went to Kosovo for your friend. Exactly. I recognize your voice. I, I have a very good memory. I just want to say to you, uh, uh, to do a show, I love your voice. And follow and for everything you say. Oh, thank you. To do a show to you too. Hello. Hello. That's pretty good. For someone that's learning your baby. <laughs> yes, you're the best. Thank you. Tadua means I love you. That's why Dua Lipa, her name means love. Did you know that? So we get, we're, it's the end, huh? That went by quickly. Thank you guys so much. Oh, my cousin Doda, he's a listening in. Um, a shout out to him as well. And, uh, you know, I end uh, my show. Um, this is Greg Kelly's show, but I'm sure he won't mind. He's a he's a God-fearing man. Resist panic. Do not demonize. Care for the sick. Pray and trust that God is with you. God is always with you. Whatever you want to believe, just remember that uh, true love and happiness comes from within. God bless you guys. Keep it 
Uh, keep on telling the truth.